Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Liebop. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts and friends, Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. And together, the three of us are going to break down a short four-game slate for Wednesday, December the 6th. Uh, Maybe give some big-picture betting thoughts while we're at it. Uh, but we're going to start with Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. The Penguins are plus 110 traveling after back-to-back post-regulation losses to the Flyers. Uh, they are an underdog on the road, Lightning minus 130, and the total of six. Uh, Tampa is coming off of a good win against the Stars. Went out and won the game. Victor Hedman's 1,000th game. Good stuff from Andre Vasilevsky. Still don't trust him here i think i would look at the penguins if anything but i i i just i'm happy to pass on this one tim you're uh you're gonna dive in though i'll take the cheese yeah i'm on the penguins i think as as nick martin would say their process has been better than their results and uh, a lot of the underlying numbers like this penguins team in terms of they you know they 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 generate chances they they generate shots and it's a lightning team that though I am higher on than most people because I don't want to declare them dead. And I think Vasilevsky coming back is is huge and he's just an absolute animal. And I don't, you know, he's he's out of his mind. And so I, I'm not totally down on Tampa Bay, but I think this is a Pittsburgh team that, you know, lose, loses two in a row. The lightning, maybe they feel like maybe there's a sigh of relief in that room after beating Dallas. I just see that this is kind of too too much of a of a coin flip slash lean, I think, honestly, in Pittsburgh's direction for me to pass up plus money here. So I'll roll the dice on Pittsburgh, even as much as I wanted to back the lightning after the locker room fart in front of the media. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't have much here. I guess I kind of lean pans. I kind of like the over too, but it feels like I'm getting burned on some of these. But like, I think Pittsburgh overall has been a little, sharp, little sharper at even strength, but the power play is such a disaster, and it feels like Tampa should be able to clean it up a little bit defensively at even strength. So I kind of see those parts fit. I'm interested to see, like, what the Pens do here with this power play. Like, it is a complete train wreck. I'm kind of watching to see if they try maybe taking Latang off. It's kind of funny that they're one of the only units with two defenders in the league, and they give up, like, two short-end breakaways a game. Um <laughs> So, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really have a lot here. I think it'll be an exciting game and feels like it could break open. But And then that's the other thing. The Penn's goaltending has been really good. Really good. Like what What is going on with that? That's another thing that feels like it's kind of a bit, bit of a guessing, guessing game right now with like, I mean, are, are they both really going to be this good moving forward? Seems kind of un- unlikely to me, but I don't know if I want to bet into that too much. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And, and we saw that le- last year. Um, the Penguins went on that run through the holidays air-ish. I remember the, the coaches grew out the mustaches and they're like, we're not going to shave the mustaches until we lose again. And Jari and DeSmith were incredible during that span. And then uh, both came down to earth, Jari more than DeSmith. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't 
I don't trust. I don't trust that they're going to be this good, but uh, I, I, I think the over is fine, actually, when you think about it. But you are going against Vasilevsky in all likelihood, and uh, that's a little scary. Am I, uh, am I super square in saying that, like, I mean, you guys seem pretty torn to make a case for both teams. Seems like you're 50, 50, like I'm getting a plus. I'm, I'm, I'll just take the coin flip at plus money. Like, is that, no, know? I think that's, a, I think that's probably the right way to do it. Like if, if you were in like a, if this was the NFL and you were in a pick em pool, you, you would absolutely take the, this price on the penguins. I think more than the lightning. I, I just, I don't know if it's, it's, it's worth it for me. Um, <laughs> anything Fair else enough. here, Nick, Tim, we good. No. Yeah. I, I didn't have too much there. Uh, that's the one thing I would watch. If the pens do shake up the power play, there could be probably some prop value going forward. It's it's crazy because I didn't think Carlson would be that good. And he's been really pretty dominant at all yeah. strengths. And Latang is just really falling off. And they just keep using him in the same roles everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, follow an interesting the team to watch, I think, right now. Follow the Penguins beat writers for uh, what the morning skate. Well, I don't think they're going to change it. They're just going to keep letting Latang <laughs> get his minutes. You know, he's been the guy there for ages. And it just feels like one of those things that it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's they've they've only got one line really going right now. Uh, it's not the second line's fallen off a bit because Malkin's Malkin's cooled off a bit, and um, that's a little scary too. But uh, we shall see. I think it's uh, and Raquel Raquel was helping that second line, and now yeah, it feels like yeah. they've kind of had a harder time. They're trying Nylander and they're trying O'Connor there, and it's just not working. That top line though is really really yeah, helping. they're one of the best lines in, in hockey. Another seven o'clock start and another. Game that's essentially a pick 'em. Stars are even money underdogs in Florida against the Panthers. Total six and a half. I think if I had to bet it, lean towards the Panthers. I don't like either side particularly all that much, but I do think that uh, a prop that I I have some interest in is is um, Evan Rodriguez to score. The guy is unbelievable. Uh, he's getting tons of shots, just can't score. He he put one square off the post against the Islanders. Empty net. Just a tap in, and he tapped it as as perfectly against the post as you could. Um, and I know his mo kind of is that he's not a great finisher, and that's fine. But I, I like his spot. They keep going to him in in a good top six role, and he's playing. I think he's playing really well. He just can't score. So uh, Erod uh, as an anytime goal scorer. I think you know Matt Kachuk as well, but he just keeps not scoring, um, and the number is way too short uh, to 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 keep going into there. So uh, Nick, anything here? Stars and cats no i didn't really have anything here just looks like another great game i think we all i mean it's not like it's a hard take to sell but i think we all think these teams are really really good and and uh price looks completely fair to me for a game in florida i think i love this panthers team so much like they are so good they're they're everything you would want in a like in a cup contender you know and we obviously we saw it last year but they're no fluke they're no fraud they're they're bringing it in again this year, and I think I would be more inclined to continue to back them um, if their jerseys weren't so effing ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I like look at them, and I always like they. It's seriously, it's a, shield, it's a real baby. bias. It's a it's real kind of crazy. Like I kind of thought they'd be a bit of a fade team, and then got quickly turned around on that. Yep. And like it's interesting because I mean the Erod move we always thought was going to be good, so that kind of. Was, it was almost lucky because I was so set on fading them. And then also the markets were actually kind of really low on them. So I think I kind of lucked out because now they've been really, really good. 
And then Mikola has been good. Mikola. And Evan Larson's been pretty good. So like all of a sudden they have 2D that I didn't think would be good that that are good. Yeah, I think Mikola um, might end up being like the pound for pound best signing of, of the season. Well, Gustafsson, the guy who took over his role. Yeah, that's there, true too. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, been, I mean, they've both been amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, the, the Panthers are also, I'm looking at an eight, 18 to one to win the cup. I'm looking at a 28 to one to win the president's trophy. They're seven points off the league lead. Yeah. I, Am I? I don't know. I think I. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any problem with either of those. I was gonna say like even three eighty. I think they're around to to win the Atlantic. If if you're looking for futures on on Florida, I, honestly, I was gonna say like a if you just parlayed Stars Panthers as a uh, conference champion champion. I thought the same too. thing. Like yeah, that, would, that, they, that could happen. Cup final. Yeah. So, I think uh, like first glance, eighteen one on Florida sounds decent. Like I feel like it's easy to calculate the the. Cup outright odds because it's just like two to one four times if you're like a decent team. So like anything better to 16 to one on the Panthers because they're going to get in. is probably reasonable because a couple of those series, they should be a slight favorite. Yeah. Um, and I'm not t- I just... terribly concerned about like goaltending depth with them because I think Stolarz is fine and and they have Spencer Knight too. And I think he's a better he... than average backup at yeah. this point. Stolarz is. He was, he was pretty good last night or last night, last year in uh, Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. I just look at teams ahead of them. I mean, for instance, Toronto, 11 to one. Like, what, what are yep. we doing? Like, you know, I just, I would like, the, so the teams in the East ahead of them, Boston, Carolina, Toronto, New Jersey, um, the New York Rangers. I would want to bet the the Panthers in a series against any of those teams. Not a, not like, a bad take. I don't think it's a good team. Yeah, I think so, actually. And you know, they'll be aggressive at the deadline. Like, that's just their yeah. MO. They were. They wanted to be in on. They were in on Kane. They like clearly understood. They, and they didn't. The they were here. in on Kane, which showed the intent, and they didn't get him. So best case scenario. Check, honestly. check, check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So keep keep our we'll keep our eyes on on these cats in the big picture here. Uh, on to Vegas and St. Louis now uh, as they wrap up a home and home. Jordan Bennington was just outrageously good in that game against the the Knights the other night. <laughs> he's it's unbelievable. He's been something else, man. He has been something else. Uh, Vegas is minus 155 on the road. St. Louis plus 130 and a total of six. I don't think there's anything actionable on this trend, but I heard Boomer Gordon mention it today. Uh, St. Louis has scored the first goal in 12 of 24 games this season. That was one of the luckiest 1-0 leads I've ever seen in yep. my whole life after one period versus the Knights. Like they had so many hideous breakdowns. And it was even beyond just Bennington. Like it was like, pucks rolling on two on one like just stuff that just was just complete luck like they didn't do anything right it just wanna, worked or didn't go in you want to guess what their record is in games they score first uh 500 12 and 0 they're 12 and 0 that's crazy so and i think they're they've got they've only scored first less than half the time then yeah about half the time i think and, and i think they've got one comeback win I feel like so, that's one of those things that just shows how random hockey is. Cause it, no, yeah, so they've got one one win like, where they've, they've won from behind. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, I mean, I took the over in that game, and as low scoring as it was, I, I actually still think it was a really solid take. There's The Knights could have had a million goals. I looked at like four different models after, and they all had the uh, Knights right around five expected goals. That seemed very fair to me. If anything, I thought it might have been higher. Like they... 
and I, I mean the blues are probably going to clean it up right you're not going to see like that was obviously like sloppy by their standards but they have really started to look more like the team that i expected like they were they're really i looked before that game and they've given up the fifth most odd man rushes in the league i presume that went up a lot in that game uh they really didn't have a good handle on the play at all and really just some good puck luck and incredible goaltending saved them. I don't really see that happening again. I kind of like uh, the spot too with the Knights losing at home to them in the first leg of this little home and home. I don't mind that either. So, um, yeah, I think this is a great spot on the net on the Knights here. I like them. I yep. think they're gonna kind of expose the Blues after that lucky win. Yeah, let's do it, Knights. I like them too. Um, it's just unluck- unlikely that you're gonna see uh, repeat performance in, in any facet of that game but Bennington just it was outrageously good so uh, yeah that's take... the other one you you could just do the Knights team total if you wanted to split your bet there that's been working the times we've kind of suggested that I think it's a, a good way to play this yeah uh and and the one thing uh sorry Tim the one thing I just wanted to right. add to about uh your points about St. Louis there uh and I hope that you know the a lot of the folks that who are listening to this were part of the party that that got in on uh, the Andre Turingi, Jack Adams talk before uh, the season started when we were giving out our favorite futures and got those, you know, 100 to ones or 66 to ones out there. Uh, the Blues to me are such a, I don't want to call them a paper tiger because that infers that they're, they're, people think they're good. Nobody thinks they're good, but in this playoff race, I just, I don't trust them to be sticking around. Um, if you look at the wild card race right now, the Coyotes have a plus 14 goal differential. I guess that's inflated from, uh, last night's six out drubbing of the Capitals, but everybody else below them in this wild card race has is in the red and goal difference. So the Coyotes are legitimately, I think, the the best bet in this uh, wild card race as, as we stand now. Um, so you got to be feeling good about that, and and the Blues being well, I mean the, the oil too. Yeah, but there's yeah, the, two spots. Right. Yeah. So it's just it feels. Uh, it'll be sorry. close it'll be yeah. close you, you should I, feel pretty good it's, it's well the other thing i'd say is i don't know if people were low enough on the blues that if they sneak in this final spot that collects a lot of votes like no. i'm way way more worried that laviolette just yep. like yeah. the rangers get you 100 just need the rangers to slow points. down yeah because i think laviolette's plus easy enough i think that's yeah. a very reasonable bet i'm just like uh whatever i don't even want to yeah i just got to cheer for something in this race but i think laviolette's probably the best bet on the board He's, I'm not really, I think it, it's going to be like two weeks until he's right with Talkit as like the big favorite. Yep. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, I think the rest of them we've given out have been pretty good. So hopefully they do slow down. But I, I fully agree. I think the Blues are starting to look more like they had that small little stretch where they defended surprisingly well. And then it's really just looked more or less exactly like we've expected, except for the fact that uh, Biddington has been unreal. Didn't count on that, but. I mean, if he comes down to earth at all, it's and, and a lot of those chances like they could have been plays that no goalie was saving. They just really weren't well orchestrated by the Knights. And we've typically seen them be pretty clinical in those types of plays. So I think they'll get theirs in this game. I, I think this is a good spot to back uh, the Knights as road favorites. Yeah, I talked about on the pod uh, last time that I have a really I feel like I have a really good handle on Colorado. I have almost no handle on Vegas. Um, so it scares me. And I was lower on st louis than probably any of us i I was calling them you know a corpse from the jump 
obviously I've been wrong and they're, they're, they're better than that. So I'm, I am on Vegas. I've already played Vegas. Cause I like the spot. Hey, let's just roll the pucks out again. You got us in overtime. We, we outplayed you. Your goalie stood on his head. Let's just do this again. We're going to win this time. Um, but the, I, I'm so, I'm so interested. You know, I know it has nothing to do with the bet, but what, the, what the blues could get for Bennington if they fall out of this thing for real. I mean, how many teams need a goaltender? And he is such a wild card. Like, yeah. it, it would be it would be fascinating to to watch who whoever ends up doing that. But but listen, I, I I'm Vegas. Vegas scares me. They kind of fell asleep for a little bit here. So I hope that that St. Louis has their attention after just beating them. You know, days ago or a day ago. Well, and it's interesting too for all the people who just like don't really believe in luck and finishing and all that. But like the Knights. At the start, we were crying that they were just lucky. They're winning every coin flip. They finished everything. And now it's the same team. Like this unstoppable wagon. They go on like a run of shooting at like 5%. And I don't think it's a team there. Like there aren't any moving parts here, right? Like I don't think they just forgot how to play. Maybe they're a little uninspired. But I think more or less it's like you can boil it down to basically they're just on like in a slump in terms of their finishing. I mean, clearly that's what it was on Monday, I thought. So I think it's a good time to to back them as they kind of uh and, and the other thing like i try not to get too down the line of like motivation angles but they are one of those teams with like tampa and some of these years and the abs where it's like i was just about to say that yeah, i think it's a good play game of the night really really interesting one uh the hurricanes are even money underdogs in edmonton oilers minus 120 at home and a total of six and a half this is so funny I actually think I like the Oilers here uh, as a short home favorite. And it it's much more matchup, tactic kind of stuff. Styles make fights kind of handicap, a pencil and paper kind of handicap than anything else. Because you look at the five on five numbers, both teams are really good at five on five. Uh, the goal, you, we know that the goaltending, can't, you can't trust either side. A lot of, you would call similarities in terms of just like the, the statistical profile, even though we know that these teams do not play similar styles on the ice. Uh, but the thing that is pushing me towards backing Edmonton here in, in even as a uh, as a favorite against a team that they just got absolutely trounced by is that the the Hurricanes are in all likelihood going to have trouble slowing this offense down, containing it. I know Carolina's profile has been very good defensively over the years, but with the goaltending being where it's at, you'd have to expect the Oilers to get on the board here. And Carolina's just not the team that profiles in the way that they can outscore teams in games like that. Like if if, if Edmonton gets on the board here because McDavid's going, he's got 16 points in his last six games, uh, that the whole team seems to be trending in the right direction. Who knows about the goaltending? So I won't even go there. But if Carolina needs to score four in this game, do you think that they can get there are you confident enough in them to get there uh, to bet them as a even money underdog on, on the road? Like it's the, an Oilers team that was priced with them right from the jump this season. So Nick, I know you're on the other side and, and I'm re- I'm really interested to hear what you said. Cause I think you've been uh, pretty good with this Oilers team for, for a couple weeks now. Yeah. I just still rate Carolina as one of the very best teams in the league. I actually think they specifically, I like the way they match up against Edmonton. Uh, they're so hard on pucks and they're so deep. I think that's a really good way to expose this Oilers team. 
um, who kind of prefer to come at you and play in the other end. I think that, yeah, they don't have maybe the same transition game as some of the teams that will really expose the Oilers, but they're going to get their chances. They're going to get a lot of chances and, and Skinner stabilized, but it's still one of those things. I prefer them in matchups where they're just kind of going to be hiding out. So it's really just a strength of the Canes thing. I thought they opened at a slight underdog. I really liked them there. Now I think it's just Canes, Canes to pass, but I still just, it's it's not even like a slight on the Oilers. I just really think now that the Canes are healthy, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. It feels like they're like a couple wins below where they like would normally be. And everyone's just like almost forgetting about them here. Um, and I yeah. think they're going to. A, a disappointing 14, game, but... nine and one start for Carolina. It's crazy. Despite having eight seventy goaltending. I, I, I don't disagree And some with injuries. All, and now and they're just injuries, like, yeah. they're healthy aside from Anderson and, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's ugly. I, I actually kind of think it is pretty good chance this one breaks open as much as like, you know, that won't necessarily be the way that Carolina wants to play it. But I just think that, you know, the Oilers power play specifically and McDavid, they're going to like find ways to get goals. But I don't really trust the Oilers defensive play to manage the puck and uh, handle the Canes aggressive forecheck and, and strong neutral zone play. So I, I like the Canes here. It's kind of just a strength for them. I'm high on both these teams. They'll probably be both ones I'm hoping to bet a lot in the future. I felt like I dodged a bit of a bullet not betting the Canes in that Jets game. Uh, and now it, it, you mean I, the one I, where they outshot him 17 0 in the first 15 minutes and then we're down. It was one the most nothing. Canes game ever. Uh, and it was 2 1, 42 20 shots. You know, there was somebody out there with Hurricanes Knights just as a parlay and they deserve, so they deserve that payout. Uh, all right, Tim, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn here. Um, the case you guys both made um, for each team, both of your game scripts were high scoring. So I might avoid the two of you and just go over here. Um, you know, Nick, you said it's not the game Carolina wants to play, but it's the game Carolina has been forced to play. And until further notice, that's how they've had to play. They, I mean, in what world did they allow the least amount of shots allowed per game in the league and the 15th most goals allowed per game. It's just, and, you know, it's a good point, Leboff, and I think it's silly, and it's, you know, it, it's a theme that we like to to ta- tag on onto these teams because we love hockey, you know, follow it religiously. But, like, from a handicapping perspective, you said that it's pretty amazing that they've off, that they're doing this well, despite this poor goaltending. So that might, you that's the, like, side of the coin that you look on, you say, there, this is a look how bad we've been and we're still good. Like it's like a team down, you know, 10 at half. And they're like, and we, we haven't even played our best football. So, I mean, that might be a reason to play on going forward here, but um, I might avoid it and just go over. I think it'll be like five weeks until everyone's proclaiming the Canes as their like cup outright pick again. Yeah. And by the way, you want to know a team that fits the Jordan Bennington profile. It's Carolina, just a, another jerk to throw on with a bunch of jerks. Um, oh, can see him. yeah i can just see I, him in that jersey i the mean thing that's the contract's crazy, crazy. like it's so hard to see and i guess it's like the same season but goaltending so hit or miss and it is kind of like i think it does matter when goalies move to a new system like it, it there's a bit of an adjustment not that carolina's probably like a team that you're struggling to adjust to playing behind but um i don't know it's just weird to like project that deal like i'd be scared if i was a gm to pay up a lot for it because there's so much like there's so i don't think you'd have to, are so hit to, or miss because that's the fun that's that's what makes his his situation so interesting is it's a it's such a hefty contract that the blues i think would just be thankful to get out from underneath it 
Oh yeah, yeah. So it, sure. it would it could which be which makes just, it scary, and which makes it right up the Kings alley too, like that Pacioretty trade where they gave up, you know, nothing for him. Uh, but we shall see. Okay, uh, that will wrap up this uh episode. Unless you two guys have anything else you have for you know some bigger picture thoughts. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think so. I can't keep coming on here and keep saying that Matthew Kachuk is is worth a bet in the Hart Trophy race yeah, when, he hasn't, and when he hasn't scored. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's tough. So uh, we can. Our we guy can... though, um, Tage Thompson's back. I said I'm not going to bet Buffalo until Tage Thompson's yeah. back. And all of a sudden he's he's practicing, he's rifling <laughs> the puck. I'm like, oh okay. I thought I was gonna. I thought that was like a, a check yep. I didn't really have to cash for a long time. I could kind of have people forget I said that. Well, they'll still forget. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've got a much more robust slate of hockey coming our way. On hey, this Thursday is a night. good slate. We just for, had a, lot for of a four games. game slate. It's it's they're all good games. Yeah. Like every one of these is one I'm excited. It's to a watch shame that they didn't. They just didn't flex Islander Sharks to, to Wednesday night because then you'd have just an absolute party. Uh, but, you know, those are those again, are all even Keep your eyes on those on prices sport. for the Sharks not to finish dead last. Yeah. If, if they win to Tuesday. They're ahead of the Hawks. Or Thursday. And we'll talk about that one because uh, they're taking on a, an, another team that I think that they might have a shot against. Uh, until then, for Tim Kalinowski and Nick Varnow, Michael Levo, thank you for listening to Line Change. Please uh, rate, review, and subscribe. And a tip of the cap to our producer, Noah, for all the hard work on the back end. You'll see you again for Thursday Sleep. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.